This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 818. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning. Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, is with us this morning. Dr. McCabe, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great on this wet Monday morning. How are you all doing? I'm good. Kind of gray out there today. It's not exactly, you know, it doesn't feel like Christmas Wonderland yet. Uh, If it was colder, it could be. If it it were colder and there were some white stuff on the ground, (laughs) that that would be ideal. (laughs) Right. You know what my favorite thing is, is if it would, you know, if I had one of those Christmas wishes that were possible, it would be that there is a... Real strong snowing on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that would be awesome. You know, wake up Christmas morning, the ground covered in snow. That would be very nice. Yeah, and then the day after Christmas, it's 70 degrees and it all melts away. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so, man, there is a lot happening out there, it seems like. The whole COVID thing is coming in stronger. I mean, just so many things going on. How does that impact you know, being a doctor? I, I mean, it's got to have a tremendous impact on you, on the patients, and all that stuff. Yeah, it certainly does. And, you know, the worst place in the country now is Los Angeles County. Each day now, they have more positive cases than do any of the other 49 states. Just L.A. County. So imagine being a frontline worker there. But thank goodness that, you know, our frontline workers, some of them, few of them, will get immunized their first of the two treatments today. Man, when you hear numbers like that, then you hear, you know, how, you know, California is is currently the hardest hit right now in certain areas. it just it, it's hard to swallow because it's just so strong right now. Yeah, I guess the the biggest slap in the face is every single person in the country that thinks that this is just something made up and not real. When so many of our U.S. citizens, you know, more that die in tragic bombings and even some wars are dying from this. So we all need to take it seriously, and where appropriate, we all need to get the vaccine. That's what's going to help our country and open up our travel to see our relatives, to do the simple things like going to the store and going to the restaurants and to the movies, all those things that have been problems this year. This is what's going to open it up. And the vaccines will be slow to get to, let's say, uh, regular people that are not in a high-risk group. You know, it, it may be three months, so don't think it's going to be right away. The first doses are going to go to those first-line people and for the people at the greatest risk. But at least we have a couple treatments out, such as remdesivir, Uh, That's not for severely ill people, but for mild to moderate. But that 
will keep people from becoming severe that are in those high-risk groups. So at least now we have some treatments. We have a vaccine just starting today. Uh, Moderna one is getting evaluated by the um, CDC and FDA now uh, this week. So, but it's going to be a while till it gets to the rest of us. And in the meantime, we just have to wear our masks, wash our hands like crazy, and socially distance. You know, a few more months and we'll get through this. And when you look at the numbers specifically in Rutherford County, and this, you know, this is hard to believe, there's been 193 deaths related to COVID-19 in Rutherford County alone. Yes. Yes, I think we have, what, about 6,000 new cases a day. I I mentioned L.A. County. They have 36,000 just in their county a day. So, um, you know, we are fortunate as far as being some of the ones that are least populated dense and therefore affected here in Tennessee. But still, I don't think there's anybody now pretty much that doesn't have a friend of a friend that's been significantly affected. I I agree. I don't think anyone out there can say, I don't know somebody who's had COVID-19 or somebody who's had COVID-19 and, and, and the case just seemed to get more serious and more serious as the days went by. And from what I understand, once you get COVID-19, the first day may not be as bad, but a lot of people are reporting that it's that third or fourth day where they feel 10 times worse, you know? So you, I guess you get the positive test and you think, okay, this is what it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, that third day hits and you feel much worse than you ever imagined you would because you don't really hear a lot about how bad people feel in the news reports. Well, you know, it's it's like a super bad common cold or like getting the flu for most people. I, I'll tell you, I have had it already. And uh, I'm going to go check to see if I've got antibodies today. Hopefully I am. Um, And, uh, you know, the only good thing about going through it and not having a severe case of it is you have some antibodies now. It's almost like being vaccinated going into this worst time of year. But it's just like starting the flu. It starts out mild and, you know, you have maybe a little bit of a cough, headache, maybe your stomach feels a little bit upset. And when you have those symptoms, you should go get tested. You should go get tested. And the scary thing about this is that you were most contagious two days prior to when you noticed your first symptoms like this. And usually people just kind of put it off. Oh, it's change of season. You know, it's not... It's not the COVID-19, but it probably is. And you should go get tested then. And, uh, you know, my thanks go out to our health department here. You know, you drive by the health department now, and they've got a line outside on the street for people going through to get tested. Seems like all the time. Yeah, and, and, you know, something else I've heard a little bit about as far as some people, because, you know, everybody, I guess, goes through the COVID-19 impact differently once they get that positive test. But I, I hear that some folks out there are having panic attacks 
increased anxiety when they didn't have that before because they're so worried once they do get COVID-19. So that's just another problem that adds to the to the health and the way you feel. And that makes it a lot tougher than just a common cold, I think. Well, not only that, but maybe you've heard that your parents either have it or they've had close contact with someone who has had it. And now you want to wait about four or five days from that close contact, even if you don't have symptoms, and go get tested. And so you don't even have it, but you're very worried about your parents. And, you know, there's so many grandparents now that are looking after their grandkids, either part-time and sometimes full-time now, where this affects everyone through multiple generations of the family. And, you know, as best as you can, one of the best things you can do this Christmas is try to help people out, stay in contact with them, say, how you doing, how you feeling, can I get you anything? And, uh, you know, thank goodness there's even uh, grocery home delivery services now you can get from Walmart. And, by the way, they have a 30-day free trial where you can get your groceries delivered to your home. Um, Amazon has it, too, in some areas, but we can get it right here in Rutherford County through Walmart. And all you got to do is cancel that in 30 days, and hopefully you'll be over it by then. But you can get free food delivery as well. So just stay stocked up on the things you need. Don't hoard it, but be ready for it because there's so many people infected now. Definitely so. And going back to some of the numbers in Rutherford County, so far we've had uh, 22,336 cases. Uh, These are uh, active cases that have been in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. And uh, now I I say that number, but I I guess the positive test that we've had, uh, that number is a little bit higher at 25,141. And then you look down at the numbers of cases recovered, 19,357 already recovered from COVID-19. But with numbers like 25,000 positive COVID tests in Rutherford County since it's the, the start of all this, I can see where that would frighten some people, especially if they already have health conditions or if they're elderly. I can see where they would be overly worried. And, and then there again, that's where the anxiousness comes in, the panic attacks come in. So it's just a, a revolving door of uh, sickness and worry. Yes, absolutely. So the best thing you can do is take care of yourself, take care of your family and others, follow these common sense guidelines, which are not crazy in any way, and stay healthy until you can get the vaccine. Definitely so. When that vaccine does come out, because we're hearing more and more reports from the news, from CBS, from, you know, all over the country, we're hearing more reports of how it's going to trickle down into the different states over the next however many months. But once that vaccine does come out, I understand it's first going to go more than likely to frontline workers like healthcare workers and things like that. But then there's also talks of it going to teachers and then talks of it going to uh, first responders like police, fire. I mean, I just it makes me wonder when are just the common folk out there going to be able to get this vaccine? Right. 
Right. And, well, unfortunately, our government turned down tens of millions of doses after we get this initial allotment. Hopefully, the second vaccine can help fill up those gaps. But um, it'll trickle into us. It'll go all over the world. All I can tell you is that today it's shipping out to all 50 states. That's definitely good news to hear. We're talking with Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor here in Murfreesboro this morning. And the time right now is 8.30. Now, COVID-19 related to eyes, eyesight, all of that, how how could this possibly tie in? Because you could actually catch it through your eyes, couldn't you? I mean, because it is a virus of some sort, so therefore it would seem like it could be caught not only through your mouth, your nostrils, but it seems like through your eyes as well. Yeah, the the number one route is through the nostrils. And so, for goodness gracious, pull your mask up over your nose. And if anybody that's around you, do yourself some good and ask them, tell them their mask will slip down, ask them to pull it up. But that's number one. Number two is mouth. And Number three, as far as eyes and the mucous membranes of the conjunctiva there, it's way, 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 way down. Now, people that have it, there's a 2% transmission rate from tears where they wipe their eye and they shake hands or touch something that then you pick up and you touch. And I think the best thing is to just, for the next couple months, be act like... Howie Mandel or these other germaphobes, you know, don't shake hands with people, wash your hands all the time, make sure everyone around you has masks, and you almost have to assume that everyone around you, even if they're your best friend, if they're not staying in home and and they're not going outside, then you can assume they're okay. But if they're going outside, even if they're your best friend or whatever, this is how the transmission is coming on now. 80% is within household members because they go out of the house and they bring it in, and then they're in close, confined contact. And then after that, it's friends and work buddies, and it'll spread right through. Um, so you almost have to assume that everybody that isn't homebound is possibly infected. Dr. Craig McCabe with us this morning. You know, initially when COVID-19 first really had the big impact, which would have been mid to late March, then into April, the biggest numbers of those who were testing positive were those who were 60 plus. And now it's changed. Right now, the biggest percentage of those who are testing positive are those between the ages of 21 and 30. 19% of the cases out there are in that age bracket, that 21 to 30 age bracket. And then now we're also seeing cases of those who do have COVID-19 are anywhere from a newborn all the way up until uh, 20. And that accounts for 17% of the cases now. Yeah, the, you're quoting the groups now that have the largest growth as far as where it's becoming more and more of a problem. The fastest growth are in those younger groups now, fortunately, on an average, they do not tend to get it as severely or have it as long, but they're still just as contagious. 
So, like I said, if they're not homebound uh, and they haven't had it yet, you almost have to assume that they very well may because you're most contagious the day or two before you have symptoms. And then secondly, people want to know about the vaccine coming out now. And people know these groups. But this got, you know, the emergency approval, which means it wasn't tested in all groups. So the groups that would kind of be weary of getting the vaccine now would be anyone that's allergic to any of its components, just like with the flu shot and everything else, all those common sense things. People who, uh, women who are pregnant or are still nursing, it has not been tested in that group. Um, people that have severe immunocompromised states, and you may not know what that is, but the people that have these conditions know what it is. And uh, also people that have already had the virus. It hasn't been checked in those groups. But if you're not one of those subsets, then you should not be weary about getting the vaccine whenever your lucky day comes along to have that option. You should absolutely take advantage of that, not only for you, but for everyone around you and your family and your work and everything else. But those are just the groups that have, that it hasn't been that thoroughly studied in yet. So those are kind of the unknown ones about it, but that's a very small percentage most people should not have a problem with this. Now, will, you, will it be like the flu shot where your arm can get sore for a day or two afterwards? Yes. Maybe you, will you have flu-like symptoms for a couple days afterwards? Yes. But that's just like getting any vaccine. And people are getting their vaccines, meningitis, pneumonia, uh, shingles, flu vaccine. Uh, it, it can be just like that or maybe a little worse, but you cannot get the virus from the vaccine. You cannot get sick like you would from the virus to the vaccine, but you will get symptoms like that for a couple of days. And, you know, that's, you know, if you were a gambler in Vegas, you'd always take those odds. So don't be hesitant about getting it. Dr. Craig McCabe with us this morning, local eye doctor here in Murfreesboro. He is at 122 Heritage Park Drive, again, in Murfreesboro. And this morning we're talking a little bit more about COVID-19 and how these numbers are indeed increasing. And since yesterday, across the entire volunteer state, there have been 62 deaths related to COVID-19. So numbers of, of deaths, numbers of those who are testing positive, all going up with COVID-19 here in Tennessee. So you want to do, I guess, all you can in order to avoid contracting it. And one of those things is, you know, the social distancing we hear so much about it, then the mask, the face mask. And with these face masks, if you have the wrong type of mask, let's say you go out there and you buy a painter's mask from the automotive section at your local big box retailer, instead of getting the right medical mask, those painting masks, they are able to allow people to breathe out of them, but you know, it filters the air coming in. But the problem with that is when you breathe out, it's pushing your air out of the mask in a different way from medical mask. And therefore you are potentially, if you have COVID-19, you're spreading it. So you're talking about masks 
that have a one-way valve in them. So they, they make it easy for you to breathe out. So when you breathe out or you exhale, that little valve opens up, and it's like not wearing a mask to anyone that you're around. So understand that. It's like not wearing a mask to anyone you're around when you're wearing a mask with a valve. And those valves typically look like those little circles on the mask that are hard plastic. Now, it still protects you because that valve closes off when you breathe in. But you need both people to wear masks that are blockers like that to have a 60% reduction in the likelihood of getting infected when one of the two of you are infected compared to the same situation and you're not wearing masks. So, yes, you're right about that. But what I see most commonly is people let them slip down below their nose. And it's a pain, and you feel a little bit awkward by reminding them to pull that up. But you talk to anyone that's been infected, and they'll say, I wouldn't have any problem asking them to lift their mask up now. So it's more than worth it. We all need to try to do the right thing. But sometimes when you talk, your chin uh, pulls it down, and you may not realize it. You may be thinking about something else, and there's nothing wrong with somebody else. Kind of, It's kind of like pulling up on your upper lip. You know, just kind of reminds you to pull your mask up. And uh, we got to do that, and uh, you said social distance, but also wash your hands like crazy. And anything that you touch that could have been touched by other people, you need to either wipe that down or um, sanitize your hands right after you touch it. A lot of people are buying these fabric masks as opposed to using the disposable mask. With any type of mask, how often should you change it out? Because those who are buying these the fabric material type masks that are not disposable, I, I don't know that they're ever taking the time to wash them. So how often do you need to change mask, especially if you use a, a fabric one as opposed to one of the paper ones? So that's an excellent point. Uh, the paper ones, of course, can't be washed. They're disposable. So they're good for a day or so. The, the cotton masks are actually good, especially if they've got three layers in them, which is what's recommended by the CDC. But you should have, say, four of those on hand, and you should wear one every other day, and you should wash them all once a week in your washing machine. Nothing fancy. Do that. And then after you've had the mask for two and a half, three months, you should order some more and throw those out. So there's your guidance on how long and what you should do with your mask. And those masks, you know, either direction that you had there, you could head, you know, for one of the, the cotton mask or the disposable mask. They're not that expensive. So it makes sense to buy quite a few if you have the chance. And that way you have plenty on hand, to not only use for yourself, but give to friends who may stop by over the holidays. Yeah, excellent point. You should have several at home. You should have several in your car. You should have several at work. It, it should be that you've always got a cup, like three masks to choose from wherever you're at. And then if someone around you forgot theirs or whatever, and that happens, 
you say, hey, no problem. I got one here I haven't worn, or, you know, I just washed it yesterday. No problem. And they're not expensive. You're right. And the the cloth ones are a great deal because you get to reuse them. But you just got to wear a decent mask. And by decent, if you hold it up to light, hold it up to light, you should not be able to see through it. If you see through it, then, of course, it's not blocking it, similar to the ones with the valves. And then, of course, you got to wear it properly where you don't have big gaps between your nose and your cheek, uh, at your cheek on the sides. But at least then it's going backwards, not forwards. And, of course, you know, wear it over your chin, mouth, and nose. Again, talking to Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor Harry Murphy's bro this morning, talking a little bit about COVID-19 and uh, because it has all increased quite a bit in recent days and recent weeks. And right now in Tennessee, yesterday, in fact, since yesterday, there have been 11,352 more positive COVID tests done. And uh, out of that number, well, I mean, that's just, that is a high number, isn't it? I, I mean, just for, what, one day. That's a, that's a lot of positive tests in one day. Yeah, and you know, our hospitals are doing all they can. Here at uh, St. Thomas Rutherford, they've, they've ordered 10 more ICU beds. And, uh, you know, all of them are working at capacity. If you know somebody that works with these people, you know, drop them off some food. Call them up. Give them some, just some verbal support. And uh, that means a lot to them. Because you talk about people that are stressed out, these people that are on the front lines, I don't think there's really much more of a stressful situation than to do that every single day it looks like right now we're seeing about a 13 percent positive test rate out of all those who go in for testing now this is just over the last couple of days so you know before that it could have been 10 percent, could have been 30 percent. but right now over the last couple of days out of everybody who goes in to have a covid test the positive test rate is at 13 percent which doesn't sound like a high number until you start looking at how many people take a COVID test in one single day. Then, then you realize you know, that's, that is a big number. Yeah, not only that, but it adds to the number yesterday and the number before that. Because, you know, it, it, takes, it takes a good 14 days from first contact or 10 days from a positive test for you to not be contagious anymore. But you really got to base it on your symptoms, too. If you have significant symptoms, you should consider yourself still positive, even though it's been 14 days. Now, the trouble with this virus is that, you know, you talk about these people that have recovered, but it's not that they've recovered completely. Many people that go into the hospital come out, maybe they had some heart disease during this. Uh, lots of them will get lung disease that'll stay with them for years afterwards. A lot of people say that they feel, you know, under-energized or, you know, a little bit exhausted for a month or two afterwards from having the virus. So there seems to be some symptoms that can linger on, and there seems to be some diseases that may be temporary or even permanent that you can be left with and still say that you've recovered. And then the last thing, and I don't mean to be 
you know, this kind of, you know, negative Nancy, and I apologize to all Nancys for that, but is that we haven't reached the peak yet. I think the peak will be around mm, second, third, fourth week of January next month. Now we have so, a, a text here. So second, mm-hmm. second or third week of January, you expect that to be one of the highest, I guess, because of all yeah, the gatherings? Yeah, like the last half of January. I would expect that according to distribution of the vaccine and the way the curves are going, that that will be the peak. And then after that, hopefully, we'll start to see the curves flattening out. Now we have- right now, if you look at those curves like you're talking about, they're shooting up at the sky. They're not leveling out at all. We have a, a text message question here for you, and it says, I tested positive for COVID-19. It wasn't until day two that my temperature spiked at 102 degrees, and now they're four days into it, still a slight temperature, and they ask, when is it safe for me to get back out and get back to work? How many days after my last fever? So 10 days from the positive test, or 14 days from the known contact that was positive, and you have to be afebrile, so you can't have a fever. So they're nowhere near those things yet. They're still in the first week. And like you said, the, the peak of it is typically at about four to six days, but it will still linger on. But. Uh, you can't uh, have any of those significant symptoms like that. Now, if you've got a little sniffle or you still have a little bit of an irritated stomach, you can go to work with that after it's been that time. But certainly not <clears throat> coughing uh, where you can may still be spreading it from virus shedding or if you have a fever. If you have a fever, there's still active infection going on with inside you. So let's say you're on day six and your temperature is at 101 on day six and you feel pretty pretty sick. If that temperature is goes... Day six of symptoms? Yeah, day six of symptoms, you have a temperature of 101 and then day seven comes and let's say you feel better for the most part, your fever's gone. Do you need to wait five or six more days before you can get out in the public or do you need to wait longer than that? Uh, I would say um, if it's been three days since your last fever, greater than 100.5, 100.5 or higher, and it's been at least 10 days from your test and 14 from your last known contact, then I would say it would be safe to go back to work. You can consider yourself uh, not contagious. And this is according to our health department and CDC guidelines. You know, I I think, I guess, what is most concerning to people is the fact that there are so many unknowns with COVID-19. I mean, we don't really know the long-lasting impact after you initially have it, if you did have it. Yeah, that's why it's important to get tested. And the, the problem now is that with the tests that are slow to come back, 
you know, if you don't find out about your test till five days later, that doesn't do anybody any good. The rapid tests aren't quite as sensitive, but when they're positive, they're positive. So um, a rapid test you'll find out in a half an hour. Um, and then if you want to find out if you've had antibodies, um, Kroger now, and I would call them first, but Kroger now, their pharmacies are doing the antibody test, and it only costs $25, which I think is a fair deal. Again, Dr. McCabe on the air with us this morning. We've been talking about COVID-19. If we could just kind of change subjects a little bit here and and get on to some of the other things, because we had another text here asking about a skin-related question here, um, because yeah. they you now do skin things, and they were asking on the text, <laughs> what do you do with skin? <laughs> well, I, I'll let you answer that, because that's... <laughs> That have no yeah, idea so how to ma- maybe that. they maybe they've heard one of our ads on you know the best local radio station that we have here in town. Um, <clears throat> maybe they've have uh, uh, heard things from people at our office, but we're now offering um, a full line of cosmetic procedures, and <clears throat> these are not. Your typical things, like getting a facial or something done, these are medical procedures such as intense pulse light, which is not a laser but very similar, that removes any of that kind of skin modeling on your tone where you may have pigment uh, that you would like to get rid of to have a more overall uh skin complexion that looks healthy and bright and is not blotchy, so to speak. Uh, We also, uh, it'll also take care of any of the fine blood vessels on your face, and it's probably the best treatment for acne rosacea if you have that. Uh, Secondly, we have a laser that does resurface skin to get rid of fine wrinkles, and it actually does do this, as well as stimulate collagen and elastin growth in our skin, and that's what makes us look older on our face is the loss of collagen and elastin. And then uh, thirdly, we have a full set of uh, MD grade or doctor grade, medical grade chemical peels. These can only be applied at a doctor's office. Um, Otherwise, you're getting a much diluted form elsewhere. We have uh, Botox uh, to treat any of those wrinkles that are smile or frown lines. And we have chemical peels, which are also doctor medical grade, which are the higher ones that give you the greatest uh, response or effect. And then lastly, we've got a full uh, line of uh, Jan Jan Marini uh, cosmetic um, cosmeceuticals which are uh, just like the best home kit you can have at home to take care of your skin. And so we've got a full line of everything with this, but it's not the same things that you can get at Belk or others. You know, the great thing about all of this, be it the intense pulse light 1540 laser, the Botox, whatever it is, the great thing about all this is that you would be getting this done in a medical 
in a medical office, you know, with with a doctor who is there on site. So that should make people feel a whole lot more comfortable when when doing or taking options like this to make themselves feel, look better. It's just a safer environment. Yeah, and I'll tell you, all the people, I've bought the best equipment there is to do this with. And not only that, but right now, until the end of the month, we're having our Christmas sale, our holiday sale, where you can get these at the best prices you'll ever be able to get them at. And if you're looking for something else for that special person that might appreciate any of these things to make them look and feel more youthful uh, at the Christmas time uh, and moving forward, this is a wonderful package. You can get them at the best prices around. So if it's something you're interested in, give us a call at McCabe Vision Center, 615-904-9024. And our people there will be happy to go over it with you over the phone, or I'd be happy to see you for uh, an evaluation, a consultation. And uh, you may not be able to get it uh, done before then because everyone's busy at this time of year and with the COVID. But if you just lock it in now... uh, Whatever price you lock it in at, we're going to keep it for you for the rest of your life. The price won't go up on you. That's another incredible deal. All these things, uh, you know, are just special to our office there at McCabe Vision Center, where we're really trying to encourage this, because everyone we've done this on has had really good results, and I mean that honestly, and we really try our best to give you the best results. And, yes, another difference is that uh, I do all of these invasive procedures. Um, Amanda, who's my technician, who's trained and certified in this, does the chemical peels and the cosmeceuticals that are non-invasive. But everything there is done under the doctor, and uh, we'd love to see you. And I can almost guarantee you we'd be glad you had it done. Yeah, and for guys out there listening, if your wife has said something about, you know, cosmetic skin repair, has said something about Botox or anything related to anything you just heard, guys, definitely stop by Dr. McCabe's because he can help you out, make it easy for yourself this year and giving gifts to your wife or girlfriend, whatever the case is, because you do make it easy. I mean, it's really simple. So you can stop by McCabe Vision Center and get... What would you get, a gift certificate of some sort? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, get a gift certificate. We can go over all the different choices with you, help you pick out the best ones. Or you can just get a gift certificate, make it easy, let her pick out whatever she wants if you're unsure. Um, And, you know, there's actually men getting these things done, too, to improve uh, their appearance and make them feel more confident and look younger. So I don't want to be sexist about this at all. We, we have a, a text message here, and it says, Can Dr. McCabe do cataract removal in his office? So all cataract removal, and really anything inside your body, which cataract removal is, it's inside the eye, it's not on the outside of the eye, unlike LASIK, which is on the outside of the eye. Anything like that has to be done in a sterile operating room. Um, So I use the facilities at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital at their adjoining surgery center, 
it's outpatient surgery, and you have the best trained people and equipment there. And uh, I think anyone who's had cataract surgery with me there will say, you know, it was really a good experience. So we try to do things not to get you through as quick as possible, not, you know, to try to charge you as much as we can, but really to give you the best outcome in every single thing we do. And that's, that's the best place right now to get it done. Again, we have been talking to Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center right here in Murfreesboro. Been talking about everything from COVID to, I guess, cataract removal to uh, cosmetic treatment. So talking about a lot, covered a lot this morning. We're already out of time. I just, just looked up at the clock. But I'm going to put all this information on our website. So those who missed anything, such as phone numbers or your website, they can get it on this post that we're about to post right here. But again, it's McCabe Vision Center at 122 Heritage Park Drive in Murfreesboro. And Dr. McCabe, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, let me say we've got a lot of good resources at our website, McCabeVisionCenter.com, which uh, actually has little, like, 30-second videos about these things. And sometimes it's better to see them and hear them than to just hear them. But we would love to see or hear you all, and I hope everybody has uh, stays safe. Uh, follows these guidelines, has a wonderful Christmas season, and we'll see you all the second Monday of next year. That sounds great. Well, Dr. McCabe, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again very soon. All right. Take care. Time right now, 9 o'clock. You're tuned in to the WGNS Action Line. This show will be placed on our website, WGNSradio.com, in just a few minutes. We have local news and more Coming your way next on WGNS.